there, mamas, and welcome to another episode of the Memoirs from the Minivan podcast. Today, it's just going to be us, and I am going to be sharing a little bit about my health journey. If you follow me on any social media or you know me personally, then you know I've been on quite the health journey over the past uh, six months or so, and then particularly the past 18 months, just all things health. And as I started making some major life changes back in May of 2019. So wanted to share um, today on the podcast just some health tips and things I'm learning and a little bit about my story as we go into the last 60 days of the year and just the crazy busyness of the holiday season. So let's get started. Well, good morning again. I am recording on a very cool and crisp morning and it is definitely reminding me that fall is here and the cooler temps are here. Uh, which I love. Fall is definitely my favorite season for sure. I love the boots and the clothes and I love warm drinks and you know all of those all of those things about fall. I love the pumpkin patches and all of the stuff and so I am excited um, to just be sitting here enjoying that with you. But to give you a little bit of a backstory on on my health journey so that you can kind of understand. Um, I really have struggled with my health really since I hit puberty. So at about 14, I started gaining weight and just didn't really know what to do about it. I remember being 14 and having to go to the doctor for my like freshman high school, you know, physical and and all of that. And I remember stepping on the scale and I weighed like 184 pounds. And I guess that was a lot for a 14-year-old. I don't really know because I don't know how tall I was or anything at that stage of life. But I remember um, not having a great conversation uh, with my mom on the way home about it. And it really was damaging um, to what I thought about how I looked and all of those things. And, you know, growing up uh, a woman, I feel like anywhere in our country, it was the time that things like Cosmo Magazine was, you know, out. And we didn't have social media so much. That came out really my senior year of college. But you saw these things in the racks at the grocery store and how you were supposed to look and, and, or how the world said you were supposed to look. And so I really remember at an early age, just feeling like my body didn't measure up and, you know, I didn't get a lot of attention from boys and that was just fuel to the fire that, you know, I didn't measure up as if that attention has anything to do with my value. But I was 14, 15 years old, right? So I really struggled for a long time. Um, all through high school, I dealt with a lot of 
low self-esteem, although I think people in my life would have said I was a very confident teenager and that I was uh, someone who had a lot of self-esteem. But what I now know about my life at that point was that I was really replacing my lack of feeling confident about my body with my achievements. And so I would win as many blue ribbons as I could win. I would be the class favorite of teachers or, you know, if I was, I was really involved in 4-H. So I was always really working hard to win, to do well. And although those things were not bad, of course, and I learned a lot from those things, I think now being an adult woman and understanding the psychology of my teenage and college years, I really was looking for value and I was looking for worth. And so I actually didn't get back on a scale until I was about 25 years old. And I had moved to Indiana and was really just at a place where I had started working with a personal trainer at the gym because, you know, if you want to lose weight, that's what you do, right? You go to the gym. And um, I didn't really see a lot of changes um, in my physical body. And it was good for my mindset. I think I felt stronger and I felt um, like I had some more control. Um, But I would later learn that I had a thyroid condition that was really what was preventing me from seeing a lot of the results that I wanted to see. And so not knowing that the working out even caused some issues there, but I was still dealing with this in my mid twenties, right? So from 14 to now I'm in my mid twenties and, um, you know, guys, if I'm being honest, there were times where I just thought, I'm never going to get married. Like I'm never going to find someone uh, because my belief in my value or my worth was so crushed at that point. Um, And there's a lot of stuff there. I don't necessarily want to share in a podcast that tons of people can listen to, but there's just a lot of family stuff there, um, you know, that, that related to, me feeling that way. And so I had just convinced myself that maybe, you know, I'm not going to get married or, and, you know, it was really difficult, um, to move past that. And I ended up having to get some counseling. So, you know, if, if you're in your mid twenties and you're listening to a mom podcast, um, and maybe you've got kiddos at this point, or you're feeling, a certain way about your body or you just need some work, man, I am the biggest advocate of counseling. If you've listened to the podcast for a minute, you've probably heard my story about my near-death experience after my daughter was born, and it took counseling to mentally get me through to the other side of that because I just needed help figuring it out, you know? So... 
I fast forward a couple years, I, I end up meeting a, a great guy and I ended up getting married. And it's funny because I had friends at my life in my life at the time who said things to me like, oh, that must be so cool. Like you don't have to deal with these body image issues anymore because you're married. And shockingly enough, <laughs> that's not the case, right? If you're married and you still have body issues, uh, guess what? You still have body issues because your husband or your spouse, your partner was never meant to fulfill making you a whole person, right? They're an accompaniment to your life. They're a part of your life and they can maybe even help connect some pieces of areas in your life where you are weaker or just that aren't strengths for you. And so they're a really important part. But the whole idea that a partner completes you, let me just throw that out, that that is just complete garbage. It just That's just not what they were designed to do. And so nothing really changed. You know, I was happy and I was married and I was, you know, loving life. But... The reality is I still didn't like what I saw in the mirror and I still was unhealthy, you know, and and then this is really what I want to talk about in today's episode is not just body image and weight or the number on a scale or your size. We're going to talk about health. I was unhealthy. I would get tired very easily. I didn't sleep well. Um, I had a lot of mood swings that really were just kind of all over the place because hormones were kind of off and weight, being overweight has a big impact on that. Um, I couldn't go do things like go on, you know, long hikes or hike at all. I had knee issues because I had, you know, at the time probably well over a hundred pounds of extra weight on my body and, and that, you know, being on the other side of a weight loss journey, and, and I'm not completed with it yet, but and I don't think you ever will be, right? Health is just a long time journey um, for the whole of your life. But I think, you know, looking back on that, I would have just said, you know, I'm unhappy being overweight. Now I connect the dots to I have knee issues because I was 100 pounds overweight. I would have heart palpitations from working out with my trainer because I was unhealthy. And so the biggest thing that has been such a takeaway for me in this health journey has just been health is health, right? And weight loss is really just a result of health and that losing weight really makes me healthier and it lowers my risks of developing high blood sugar, um, diabetes, heart disease, um, joint, all kinds of joint and knee issues. Um, being at a healthy weight helps my hormones stay more regulated. There are just so many, many good, good results um, just from being at a healthy weight. And so you know, I had done a couple different things after my daughter was born to try and lose some weight, always with the goal of just losing weight, always with the goal of just getting to a certain size. And, you know, I might lose some, but then it would just, it would just come back. I would get off the program or I would get bored with it or whatever. And then the weight would just come back on because I, I never changed any of my habits, right? I never really actually figured out 
what habits I needed to change in order to be at a better place. And so fast forward, you know, um, several years now, I just turned 38 this past summer. And so I'm approaching 40. And I will tell you, if you're not 40 yet, there's something about approaching 40 um, that I started to just think about, you know, I have young children, I'm tired a lot still. Um, I am, I have, you know, a lot of weight to lose. I was the heaviest I had ever been. Um, and I really, you know, ran out of steam. And I've talked about this a little bit in May of 2019. I really ran out of steam. And so I started a big uh, shift to my own mindset and working on mindset, behavior, showing up for my life differently because I just didn't feel like I could get the weight off. I didn't feel like health was going to be something that I was capable of maintaining. And you know what I'm realizing is that I think I needed to do the work on my mental health, on figuring out how to show up for my life, how to be intentional, letting go of some past hurts and habits and hangups, uh, getting some more counseling, shocking. Um, I needed to do that work, I think, before I was ready to go on this health journey. And so, um, you know, COVID hit, of course, earlier uh, this year, um, and I'm sure it has affected, you know, all of you as it has affected me and my family. And all of a sudden, I went from a very busy um, I wouldn't call it an active life, but a very busy life, uh, always going and doing things to being at home. And in a matter of six weeks or so, I put on 10 or 15 pounds, you know? Um, and I, I think that was what I put on. I just know my clothes were fitting really tight. I was super uncomfortable when I would sit down. I was just super uncomfortable in my own body. And, I didn't even know where my scale was, someplace in a corner covered with dust, probably needing a battery. So I had been watching my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, my husband's brother and his wife, had really been on a health journey too. And I had related to their story so much because they had also experienced many of the things that I had experienced in terms of just up and down, up and down, try this, try that, nothing works. And um, so I got connected with them and it took me about six months to say yes to trying something else. Because, you know, if you have been on a health journey, if you have tried different things, you know, guys, I had tried so many things. I had done Weight Watchers. I had done Isogenics. I had worked, of course, with that personal trainer. I had done Keto. Um, I had done, had nutritional muscle testing done. I had gone and had allergy testing done to find out what was going on. I'd had a bunch of thyroid tests done. Um, I had done um, calorie counting and just really minimizing that. I had taken all different kinds of supplements. I'd been to like herbalists and iridologists and all the things. I really felt like I had exhausted every possible option that could be out there for me and my health. And I had really started to just resolve that I am just an overweight, big boned girl who took after my dad's side of the family 
and has rounded shoulders and is just going to be this way and that God didn't care about my health. Um, He cared about my soul. And as long as I was good there, I really needed to just give myself some grace and just stop beating myself up so much and be okay with being, you know, a 2XL size 20 for the rest of my life. Hear me when I say to you, I am judging no one. I am judging no one, and there is nothing unbeautiful, unworthy, or unvaluable about plus size. This is nothing to do with beauty or worth or value. You are beautiful and worthy and valuable, worthy of love. Your creator made you and loves you and died for you, and there is nothing about being plus size or whatever size you are that takes that away. And I want to just say that because I think sometimes things can get really mingled together and twisted together. And and that is not what I'm saying. I knew that I was valuable. I knew that I had worth. um, And I genuinely thought that I was a, a pretty person, you know, but I didn't like what I saw in the mirror And I didn't like what um, I was experiencing in my health. I was exhausted and, like I said, all of those other things. So I want us to start thinking about this in the terms of health. Instead of losing weight, instead of getting to a certain size, instead of looking like some crazy photoshopped, airbrushed something or another on a catalog, I want us to start thinking about health. What does health look like? And so I started to shift my mindset to health and not just losing weight. And so I started working with a health coach back in April. And one of the questions that they asked was, you know, if you couldn't fail, how much weight do you want to lose? And I responded with, the list of things that still sits on my desk and it's the list of things that health gives you. I wanted to sit down in a seat in an airplane and not feel uncomfortable or wary that I was going to need an extender on my seatbelt. I wanted to be able to point to my belly button on my own body without having to lift something on my stomach in order for my children to be like, where's your belly button, mommy? I wanted to wear a belt and not have the lapping over situation that made me uncomfortable. I wanted to never have to pull on the front of my shirt again because I was uncomfortable. I wanted to cross my legs under my desk because it felt comfortable to sit that way. I wanted to have confidence with my husband in all things. Um, I wanted to wear a two-piece swimsuit and be confident in that. I wanted to be able to run and play and have energy with my children and get off the floor with ease. I wanted to show up in a room And not be instantly aware if I was the largest woman in a group of people. I wanted to shop 
wherever I wanted to shop. You know, I can't count the number of times I have been with friends or my sister and we are in a store that literally makes nothing in my size, not a thing. And so I have had to say, oh, I'm good. I'm just going to, you know, check out the sunglasses or the jewelry or the scarves because nothing else in that store will fit me. I wanted things that I couldn't even attach a number to because it wasn't about the number. It was about me feeling comfortable, me feeling confident. And I wanted these thyroid issues to go away. I wanted to be a happier person. I wanted to have a better mood. I wanted to sleep better. I had horrible sleep. I wanted to just have energy and and vitality in life. And, you know, I come from a family with grandmothers who were on medicine for high cholesterol and high blood pressure. I come from a family with a grandfather who ended up with a pacemaker. I have relatives with cancer. My other grandfather died from cancer. And I have a long line of history of family members who are overweight, um, issues with diabetes, with sugar, um, with all of these things. And so I knew that my weight was really contributing to that. And, and I was still having major issues with my knees too, a lot of issues with my knees. And so um, April 27th, I started my health journey. And what I have learned in the last six months has so much more to do with just figuring out why I want this, you know, and really not making it about a number on a scale or a size, but really figuring out what does health look like? What's really happening in my body? You guys, there's just so much stuff in our world from environmental stuff to the stuff that's in our food, the addictive qualities that are in our foods, and how really we just become dependent on food. I have realized that I I am a food addict. I run to food when I'm sad. I run to food when I'm happy. I run to food if I'm angry. It makes me feel better to stuff food in my mouth. I mean, can't be much more transparent than this, but I hope that this is connecting with someone because I feel like... It's embarrassing to say that, but you know, especially you guys know I'm from Tennessee and in the South, man, that's what we do. Have a baby. Here's a casserole. Have shoulder surgery. Let me bring you some baked spaghetti. It'll make you feel better. You know, we're celebrating 50 years at the church reunion. We're having a potluck. Everybody bring something with shredded cheese and mayonnaise. I mean, that is just the culture that I grew up in. And, you know, my parents both grew up very poor and food was something that was always in abundance and it was one of the only things that was in abundance. And so when you start to connect all these dots about how I grew up and my family dynamic and the struggle that I had as a young teenage girl and all of these things, you start to connect all these dots and it really starts to bring the picture into focus that 
this is not my fault. It's one of the first things I learned working with my health coach on the plan that I'm doing is that this is not my fault. There is a whole host of things that have set up a scenario in which this is where I have landed. And so it's not my fault. However, it is 100% my responsibility to do something about it. I'm going to say that again. Just because something is not your fault doesn't mean that it is not your responsibility to do something about it. And my health was my responsibility. And for the first time in my life, I've connected those dots to understand the why I ended up here and why I feel this way and why I run to food and all of those things. I've connected with a health coach who is helping me work through that. I'm actually now coaching also to help other people connect those dots because it has been life-changing for me and I want to be able to give that gift to other people. Um, And then I'm also learning a whole new set of health habits that when I reach my weight loss goal and I reach my healthy weight, I feel very confident that I will live a different type of life based on these new habits, right? And so y'all know I'm a type A personality, or if it's the first time you're listening, well, I'm a type A personality. And so I love this idea of having a plan. So while I'm working on the mental stuff and while I'm kind of dredging through some of this muddy, murky, emotional stuff that has affected my health, I also have a solid, consistent, workable plan that is training me with new tools and new habits to maintain my health and really live in optimal health for the rest of my life. So I wanted you to have that backstory. I wanted you to know where I was coming from because I feel like there are so many women and mamas that that can relate to that because our culture is kind of crazy and Our families are crazy. Everybody comes from stuff and we've all got baggage and all of these things. And so I wanted to, I wanted to be transparent in my story with you. And I wanted to remind you that it is not your fault. Um, Even if you're sitting on your couch right now eating bonbons and Cheetos, it is not your fault. There are things at play that have you in that seat right now. But I will say it for a third time, just because it's not our fault doesn't mean it's not our responsibility to fix it. It is our responsibility to fix it. So I want to transition there and talk about health in the holidays. Um, This is the time of year where Nadia would ordinarily throw caution to the wind and I would give myself permission to do all the things that do not help me have a healthier life. I would eat all of the things I would believe that I needed to bake 50 times in the next 60 days to have bonding experiences with my children, right? We need to make gingerbread houses and stick candy with sugared icing all over them. And we need to bake cookies and decorate those. And yes, you can lick the spoon. And we need to go to 
all of the things and ride the trains and get the hot chocolate. Yes, with the peppermint stick and yes, with the whipped cream. Like I needed to do all those things. It was my time of year to just let myself bake all the casseroles and do all of the things and eat all of these things in celebration, right? I had this idea that I somehow like deserved this time of year. But do you know what we really deserve? We deserve to have health. And that takes work and that takes sacrifice. But health has so much freedom coupled to it. I I just never realized how much freedom was associated with health. And so now my mindset going into the holidays is different. And so I've put together a list of kind of top 10 ways to stay off the naughty list and have a healthier holiday season. And so I want to run through those with you. I'm going to be sharing these over the next couple of weeks, um, the next 10 days or so. I'm going to be sharing these as we really start to, you know, drive into this holiday season. It's busy. It can be stressful, all of those things. So Um, If you are following me on social media, I'll be sharing these too, Um, but I hope that they are definitely helpful for you. So the first thing I want to talk about is hydration. Um, Drinking water is one of the most important habits that you can set up in your life for your health. And if you're anything like me, over the summer, it's pretty easy to drink water. It's hot. We're moving more. We're sweating. Like we're thirsty. Like it's pretty easy. But as soon as it starts to get cooler, I am just not as thirsty. So the body's not moving as much and that kind of thing. But I recently read an article in um, the Ohio Health on their website talking about that it is just as important, if not more important, to stay hydrated during cooler seasons for a couple reasons. It actually requires the body to use up more water for you to breathe during cooler months, which is really interesting. Um, The heat that we have on in our homes is dry, and so it actually dehydrates us. Um, Staying hydrated definitely helps us uh, with weight gain, you know, trying to avoid that during the holidays. And it also really helps with like dry skin, dry lips, all of that kind of thing. So really, really important to stay hydrated. A lot of people will ask, you know, how do you make sure you get your water in? Um, I use an app. I, I don't think that any of this stuff necessarily comes natural to us. Although as we do it for longer periods of time, it certainly gets easier. Um, But I don't think that any of this necessarily comes natural or is easy to anyone. If it looks easy, it's because they're choosing to do it regularly. Um, So don't depend on your own self and your own, you know, willpower to make sure that you get your water in. Download an app. Um, I use a pedometer tracking thing on my phone and it has a water component to it. So it pops up in the morning and says, have you had any water? And then I can put in the ounces that are on my water bottle and I can click every time I finish one so that I know how much water I'm drinking. So drink your water. The second um, is to get fueled up. 
Um, it is the holiday season and we are very, very busy and we have a tendency, I think, to just be out and then all of a sudden, uh, we're hungry and we're at the checkout line and we don't have anything with us. Um, and so that Snicker bars or that Reese peanut butter cup or that Twix bar at the counter is just calling your name, right? So one of the things that is different about the mindset um, that I'm working on with my health coach is that food is fuel. It's not an emotional response to something we don't just eat because we love it or we enjoy it, although that is part of it. Um, but the most important piece is that it's fuel. And just like your car needs gas um, and your toddler and babies need milk, our bodies need fuel. And we get that through food. So making sure that you have healthy options near you all the time. Keep some almonds or pistachios in you know, the console of your minivan, if you're a minivan driver like myself. Um, keep some nuts or even like a healthy granola bar or something in your purse so that if you're shopping and you get a hankering, you've got something there. Um, I am a big fan of hard-boiled eggs and cheese sticks, just having those or having some veggies, just keeping things on you so that you won't be tempted to make the bad choice or the not healthy choice. The third is to pick up small plates. Um, this time of year, we are at a lot of holiday functions. We've got holiday lunches maybe, and some of this is probably different because of COVID, but I think there'll still be some holiday parties or you're gonna have holiday potlucks and whatnot at your office. There will be family things. Your children may have a holiday party that parents are invited to. And so make a point to pick up a small plate at these functions. Our brains are actually not very smart when it comes to how big something is and how full it is. So if you have a small plate that's really full, your brain will think that you are eating a lot of food as opposed to having a large plate with just a little bit of food on there, it's going to look empty and you're feeling like maybe you're deprived. So just pick up a smaller plate and fill that up instead. The fourth is to sign up for some kind of holiday movement opportunity. Um, there's all kinds of fun things like turkey trots and reindeer runs. This upcoming weekend, I'm actually doing a I Run for Pumpkin Spice 5K. Um, so if you're not at a stage where you can run, which I have just kind of started doing a little bit of that, you can walk. Um, so that is a great option. Uh, reward yourself by taking pics, get a group of friends, you know, to do it with you, take your family, get the kids involved, everybody dress up like a turkey or a reindeer, um, and just have fun moving and celebrating the holidays in a way that promotes movement. Number five is to decide on some rewards and treats that aren't food related. If you're anything like me, I reward myself with food. I, it's Friday. I'm going by the Starbs to get that pumpkin spice latte. Um, I had a great sales month. Let's go to dinner to celebrate. A lot of the ways that I have rewarded myself have been with food. And 
It's not bad, don't hear what I'm not saying, it's not bad to reward and to celebrate, you know, with going to a nice dinner or whatever, but starting to make some mental changes that say, I can reward myself with other things that help me be healthier, right? And so if you have an awesome thing at work or your family reached a certain goal or whatever you're working on, um, have a spa day, get a facial, go get one of those peppermint or pumpkin spice massages or facials or pedicures that everybody's been talking about. Take an overnight trip with the spouse. Have a girl's day and go see some type of holiday play or concert or go for a walk or take a yoga class or host a gift exchange at your home or if you're a dude and happen to be listening to this or you're a woman who likes to go hunting, go hunting and sit out in nature for a little bit. There's just so many ways to celebrate Um, celebrate the holidays without always turning to those food choices. Number six is to keep your mental health strong. Um, The holidays are stressful. I mean, that's that's just the truth of it. Um, A lot of people share that they deal with depression, anxiety, even suicidal thoughts during the holidays. And so one of the things that has always helped me cope with that is to have a list, you know, type A personality. So if that's not you, find ways that you can keep your mental health strong, maybe even doing some of those like rewards like spa days or walking or moving. All of those things actually help aid anxiety, depression, or just feeling stressed. Um, But one of the things that helps me is to really have a plan Um, You know, making a list of the Christmas gifts that I need to buy, um, having some deadlines for myself so that I'm not running around at the last minute trying to find the one toy that's no longer available Um, because stress is really bad for our mental health and sleep, but stress also impacts our weight and can cause weight gain. And so spreading things out, you know, it's only November 2nd, you've got a full almost two months. Um, Spreading things out, starting early so that you're not overwhelmed is just a great way to keep your mental health strong and then also not feel stressed and, and really just enjoy the overall two months of the holiday season then cramming it all in kind of at the last minute. Number seven is to start new healthy holiday traditions. And so I mentioned this earlier, but instead of maybe doing cookie baking or gingerbread house making, maybe make homemade Christmas wreaths or maybe get your kids involved and make a homemade garland um, for your Christmas tree. Go on a walk. Um, and try to find pine cones or things that reflect the holidays or make bird feeders with pine cones and peanut butter for the birds and hang those up. Um, Sing Christmas carols. Get together with people in your neighborhood and go on a walk and sing Christmas carols um, or plan a Black Friday hike excursion with something else that I saw on the internet that I thought was fun. And so um, starting new healthy holiday traditions that will really support, you know, your health and give you outlets to enjoy the holidays that aren't always connected to food. Number eight is plan ahead. So if you're eating at a restaurant, if you've got a Christmas party or you're going out with the girls, um, take a look at the menu ahead of time. And if you don't know what the menu is going to be, call ahead and find out. If it's a Christmas party, you just be like, hey, I have some health things. I just wanted to see what was being offered. 
we should never feel like we need to apologize for our health. And so calling ahead and finding out what's on the menu, taking a chance to look at that ahead of time so that you can walk into that restaurant knowing that you're going to have a delicious meal and that there's lots of options for you to make a yummy, healthy choice um, is great. So plan ahead and don't apologize for taking control of your health. Number nine is to start working on that holiday menu and finding recipes that are healthier. I think that this is definitely um, something that I've been doing the past couple months. I've been looking for paleo dessert recipes, although I'm not on like a, a specific paleo plan for my eating. But there are all kinds of options for desserts and even things like healthier stuffing options. There's all kinds of like modifications that can be made to recipes to just make them a little bit healthier. And guys, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying don't eat mashed potatoes and gravy or sweet potato casserole on Thanksgiving. That's fine. You know, that's one day a year. We didn't get to an unhealthy place by eating Thanksgiving lunch or eating Christmas lunch or having a cupcake the one day a year that our child turns a new age, right? What happens is that we get unhealthy because of what we do every day. It's our daily systems, our daily habits, our daily structures that really impact our weight. But as you're starting to think about the holidays and really reframing how you're thinking about that, looking for healthier recipes Guys, they are all over Pinterest. They're all over, you know, Instagram. Like there's all just all kinds of options. So um, I think just really challenging that uh, mindset. Maybe grandma's got a recipe that has four sticks of butter in the stuffing. I'm speaking from personal experience. But you know what? It's okay to offer a healthy alternative. And so I think planning, starting to plan that now, have some fun with your kids. Um, Instead of baking those cookies, maybe you could try having your kids be involved in baking a new, healthier option to try for the holidays, and you could have that for dinner one day this week. And then the last, um, and it's kind of two together, um, one is is serving. I think it's really important to serve during the holidays um, so that we can recognize how truly blessed we are. So whether you get your kids involved in putting together Operation Christmas Child boxes or you serve at a rescue mission or you go and donate canned goods to um, a food bank during this time of year, We have a tradition that we do in our family where for our Advent calendar, we do service and kindness Advent calendar. And so each day the kids pull out um, the little drawer on the wooden Christmas tree that we have and there is an opportunity to serve or be kind. And there's some, you know, a little maybe little treat in there for them too. But, um, you know, whether that's holding the door for a friend at school today or letting someone walk in front of you in the line or trading off the cool task at school that you got to do like being line leader and letting someone else do that or whether it's taking initiative to clean off the table after dinner without being told or and then sometimes we have some bigger things in there where we like you know take goodies to the police department or the fire station or um, we make a thank you card for our um, postal worker or whatever there's all kinds of neat things that you can do to as a family take the focus off of food and chocolate and peppermint and all the things and put the focus on serving 
Um, and then the last thing that I want to mention is just to make sure that you take time to rest. And this is why it's so important to build those other things in like planning ahead and making lists and not waiting till the last minute because that's what makes life stressful, especially the holidays. But it's so important to take time to rest, take time to be quiet, at least a chunk of hours every week. Try to find time to just be quiet and read or journal. I try to do that every single morning. Reflect on how you're feeling this holiday season. Spend time um, journaling, particularly if this is your first holiday season on a health journey. Um, it's going to feel really different. Um, you know, I have been thinking through how this this journey is probably going to feel really different during the holiday season because I'll be doing things very differently. But um, there's going to be some really good things there and there may be some other things that are hard. And so just sitting in that space and reflecting on that and just taking time um, to celebrate how far you've come. So, um, so those were kind of my top things um, and top ways to really have health during the holiday season and to stay off the naughty list. But, you know, I want to end by just saying that health is possible. If you have felt like for the majority of your life that you have been unhealthy or you just feel stuck in this rut of unhealthy habits, um, there is hope and health is possible and you don't have to feel that way. So um, I am a certified health coach and I love helping other people because I am just so grateful that I was able to get connected with a health coach and change my life this year. Really change my life and change the trajectory of my family because you know that as mamas, what we do, how we eat, how we feel, how we think, what we say, everything that we do affects our whole family. My husband has actually lost about 35 pounds alongside me, although he's not doing the same thing I'm doing. We have just been focused on, you know, hydration. Now we've been focused on how can we celebrate differently? Let's go for a walk. Let's go get a new toy instead of getting ice cream tonight because you got straight A's on your report card. Whatever it is, we have just been working on changing those habits. And so he's lost 35 pounds. My kids, um, we realized how much juice and lemonade they were drinking. And so we have taken them down to just like, you get like a cup of juice in the morning with your breakfast. And then the rest of the day, we are drinking water. And for a week or two, it was a little rough, not going to lie. There was a lot of complaining. But now, um, when we come back from a walk, they both reach for water bottles. And they were like, Ooh, we just went for a long walk. We need to hydrate our bodies. Um, and so they're starting to even use terminology like hydrate their bodies. And they ask for water. And so I just want to assure you, change is possible. Health is possible. And hope is out there for your health. So um, happy holidays as we get into the holiday season. I hope that you are having an absolute wonderful um, morning. And I hope that you have a blessed rest of your week. And if you are not following us on social media, um, you can do that. I will tag my um, personal accounts in the podcast post. Um, but wishing you the best health this holiday season. Well, thanks for joining me for today's episode of the Memoirs from the Minivan podcast. It's such a pleasure to spend time with you guys every week. 
And I just wanted to remind you, if you have moms in your life who have an incredible story or who you think are just awesome, would you connect us? We are always looking for moms to interview on the podcast so we can share their story and encourage other mamas out there. So as always, if you can like and share and just let other moms know we're out there and share the podcast on your social media, that is so appreciated. And if you can leave a review, it helps us be found more quickly when moms are searching for working mom podcasts. So thanks for listening to today's episode of the Memoirs from the Minivan Podcast. Have an awesome day. Thank you.